The NAPO 2020 Annual Conference is April 2nd through the 5th, 2020 in Orlando, Florida. Attendees can customize their conference experience by choosing from dozens of sessions while connecting with over 500 like-minded professionals from around the world. New this year, live from NAPO, an opening program to remember, laser coaching sessions, and a special attendee-only conference achievement. Learn more and register today at napo2020.net. Welcome to this week's episode of Stand Out, growing in the organizing and productivity profession brought to you by NAPO, the National Association of Productivity and Organizing Professionals. Every episode, we will learn from NAPO members and subject matter experts as they share their successes, challenges, best practices, proven strategies, industry developments, and more. Please welcome our host, professional organizer, Sarah Karakayan. Hello and welcome to another episode of Stand Out, the podcast that's all about growing in the organizing and productivity industry. I'm Sarah Karakayan, professional organizer and your host. Okay, helping clients become organized and productive, we all know this, but it's not always easy. It is most often a mindset shift that needs to happen within our clients to create long-lasting change. And I don't know that we've done a podcast episode recently where we really dive into that client work and getting over that huge hurdle of changing their mindset because it really does affect them as people and as they walk through life. So today we have Christine Stone, owner of Neatly Designed. She's been an organizer for over 12 years. Her focus is on helping clients create a home that is beautiful yet functional for everyday living. She knows that efficiency, simplicity, and organization they just make life easier. A home that is thoughtfully put together makes tackling the other challenges of the day far more manageable. And Christine knows how much clutter can affect the self-esteem of our clients, which is why our work is so important. Christine, welcome to the show. Hey, Sarah. Thank you so much for having me. We are excited for this topic. I don't know that we've really had something like this where our podcast guest kind of gets in deep in the mind of our client and we can talk about how we can overcome these hurdles because it really does affect our client's self-esteem when they're surrounded by clutter and the anxiety that the clutter can cause. And sometimes they just don't know how to put that into words that they're being affected by what's surrounding them in their home and their workplace. So before we dive in, can you kind of tell our listeners your story? I kind of mentioned you briefly, but how did you get started in this profession and how did you decide to focus on the home and clutter? Well, I have been a professional organizer in Jacksonville for over 12 years, and I started kind of by accident. I was doing it for friends who would keep saying to me, you have a gift. You should do this as a business. And 12 years ago, this really wasn't a business. And so I was trying to figure out in my own mind how I could make it a business. And of course, the first thing I did was join NAPO because there was really nothing else 12 to 13 years ago out there to help a organizer begin her business. So I've always been a huge fan of NAPO because they helped me start my business. And one thing I do that I feel has been different from day one is I really have taken the emotional side of clutter into consideration because it played such a big role in the clients that I have had through the years. And basically, I started to see something that was a pattern. And it was because people were going through transitions in their life. And it was either a death of a spouse, 
a divorce, an empty nester, a new mom, someone had gained weight, someone had lost weight. Some women even were going through menopause and it's always a transition in life that brings me to them. And I started to see a pattern of how their self-esteem was just really low. And so I decided to delve into this more. And that's kind of been my mission for the past few years is to try to look into the self-esteem part of clutter and what it does to my clients in particular. And I've used it through my social media to inspire and motivate people on how to change their lives by getting rid of the clutter. So let's say we have someone listening who's a newer organizer and they're like, okay, but what signs do I look for to know that, you know, we're dealing with something that's a little bit more than just, you know, we're unpacking or we are, you know, moving a baby's room into the home and we have to just make room for it. But when it goes deeper than that and affects our self-esteem, what are some things our fellow colleagues should look for? Well, there's a few things. One is loss of confidence. They have lost all their to make decisions and be able to help themselves. And that's why they've called you. Another one is they're embarrassed. They're embarrassed by what they wear. They're embarrassed by their surroundings. So embarrassment plays a huge part. They feel overwhelmed and paralyzed. I mean, really, that's where the patience comes in as an organizer because it's trying to get them up on their feet and feeling good about themselves again. And when someone is overwhelmed and paralyzed, it takes time to get them to that point. They also feel defeated that no matter what, this isn't going to change. And so my job is to explain to them that everyone has a bad space in their life, a bad point goes through bad times, but we all are going to pick ourselves back up. And what I've seen is I've become not only an organizer, I'm a therapist, I'm a stylist, I'm a designer, I'm a motivator, and I'm a cheerleader for my clients because I know the changes we're going to make together are going to be life-changing. So let's say you notice all of this but the client isn't yet on board or they don't know or they haven't said it out loud. How do we have those difficult conversations as professional organizers with those clients? How do we bring it up that, hey, I've noticed your self-esteem seems low. You seem a bit defeated. I don't want you to feel embarrassed. How do we have those conversations? What are some tricks that work for you? I have to tell you what I have made a reputation out of is honesty. And a lot of people, especially organizers, are afraid to be honest. And I think unless you're really honest, they kind of know that you're just placating. And they love when I say, you know, I feel that you're feeling really down right now and you don't feel good about yourself. And I'm here to help you feel good about yourself. So let's make a list. You know, do you need me to go through your closet and we need to see what's lacking, what fits, what doesn't fit? Because I think especially in a closet, every client and organizer needs that Sarah Jessica Parker sex in the city moment where they're trying something on and they just want somebody else to say yes or no. I'm always on the same page with them generally because they know what's right and wrong. They 
just want someone to be there with them and confirm the decisions they're making. And once they get started, it goes so quick because they start to feel they're getting their confidence back and we make lists. Okay, you need new undergarments. Well, I'm not married. No one's going to see me in them. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? You see yourself every day in the mirror. Let's write that down. Let's get a few new bras or, you know, you don't have any jeans that fit. Maybe we should pick out some jeans and sometimes I'll send them links. They'll, you know, I'll do a lot of homework on the back end for them because it's important for me to have them get their groove back. You know, it makes me so happy when people text me pictures of their new outfit they bought or the bathroom that has stayed really great looking. You know what I mean? You feel pride in that you got through to somebody. It sounds like too that, you know, you are very trusted by your clients. Your clients really trust you. It sounds like they kind of, when you walk in the first day, they kind of already know you and they've welcomed you into their home and they've allowed you to feel empowered to be honest with them. What are some tricks you have or tips for our listeners who aren't quite sure how to navigate that? How do we get our clients to know, like, and trust us so we ourselves as professionals can feel confident being honest? Because that's kind of hard to kind of say the truth, but we're not helping them unless we do. Well, I always do a consultation and that's where you have to start gaining the relationship because without going and seeing exactly what they want as a finished result, you can't do it over the phone. You can't do it via text message. I'm very old school and I think that that has also made me very successful in this business because I believe you have to have one-on-one face contact and look at the space because people that describe things through me messaging or texting or email, once I get there, it's never the same. It's never the same. They either have more spaces they want me to look at or the original reason I came out there really isn't the reason I came out there. And so I believe an honest consultation up front to see if you're a good fit, if they really want to make changes. If someone does not want to make changes, they're not going to. Usually when they call me, they really want to make a change in their life. They just don't know how. So as an organizer, you have to not just have the honesty, you have to have the patience because patience, it's not going to happen overnight. Self-esteem doesn't kick in after an hour. It takes time. And so you have to build the relationship. And I think I do a really great job with that because a lot of my clients are repeat clients. For our listeners out there who have yet to feel like they themselves have the self-esteem or the confidence to put themselves in these positions with clients... What do you say to those listeners who, are, who they know how to help people, but they just don't know how to have those honest conversations? Is there anything that you do before you go to a consultation or beyond you know, belonging to NAPO? Are there particular classes or other people you talk to to kind of help educate yourself and make yourself feel more confident to put yourself in those situations? I actually feel 
experience. You won't feel confident until you have experience. And the only way to have experience is doing NAPO classes, is learning the industry, is following people on social media and joining groups that are like, because I do follow a lot of organizers on social media and a lot of them have helped me in a lot of different ways because I am a little bit old school. So they help me learn a lot of the technology side, which helps me. And I just think joining your own group in many different ways is just so helpful in this business because not every city, Jacksonville is a small town, not every city has a large chapter or any chapter. And so you really have to do the social media networking to find out what everybody else is doing and thinking about and how we can all help each other. And that's why I love doing all these podcasts because I feel like I'm helping other organizers benefit from my experience. I think that's so true. If we're not in this together, if if not all, what is it? A rising tide lifts all boats. It just makes our industry better. It just makes professionals better. And it just makes the professional organizers and productivity specialists across the world have a better, more effective moment in the spotlight when it comes to, hey, I'm having trouble with this. Oh, you should call a professional organizer. You need a productivity specialist. I know this because the entire industry is banding together and we're lifting each other up and helping each other to spread the good word. Okay, we're going to take a really quick break. But when we come back, I want to dive into Christine a little bit more about what are some big misconceptions when it comes to her work with her clients and maybe some things that she has to change the mindset of her client around before they can really dive in and do the work. But we're going to take a quick break. The Barry Isaac Gloria Schlaer Conference Scholarship Fund was established in 2012 to provide financial assistance to qualified NAPO members to attend NAPO's annual conference. The scholarship provides the recipient with a complimentary full conference registration plus basic hotel accommodation for two nights. Make a difference by donating to the scholarship fund today at napo.net slash scholarship. Okay, we are back. We're talking about how clutter affects our clients' self-esteem. Christine, over the years, what have you noticed when you come over, you know, you do the consultation, and there are sometimes those clients who feel like they've got you figured out, they've got this process figured out. What is that one thing that you see popping up time and time again where you're like, well, hang on, this is going to take some work. This is going to take a little bit of patience. This is going to take time to change your mindset that we can really make effective change. What are some things that you hear and then you're like, that's actually not the case. This is how it's going to go. I think mainly, like I was speaking about earlier, life transitions. You know, a woman who's gone through a divorce. I mean, that's a classic one because a woman feels sometimes, you know, not attractive or in a bad spot or hasn't really spent any time on herself at all. And so when I come in, it's kind of a revamping of her everything, not just her closet, but, you know, you go into a bathroom and there's old makeup and, you know, items they've used once, but never used again. It's kind of going through every area in someone's life who's going through a really big transition. And the misconception is, oh, you know, they're hoarders or, oh, they're lazy, you know, and it has absolutely nothing to do in my world of organizing 
it doesn't have to do with that. When people get really low, they just let a lot of things go because they just don't think it matters anymore. And my job is to go in and say, like I said earlier, you know, you're at a low place now, but we're going to get you out of this. And this is how we do it here. Step one, step two, step three. And you just move forward. You don't let them sit and wallow in it because that's not going to get anybody anywhere. So you have to give them the steps to move forward and make the change in their life. So a lot of different professional organizers have different outlooks on this. I'm, I'm dying to know what yours is. So when our clients are going through transitions, whether it's divorce or death or something's lost or we're moving on from something, there's a lot of memorabilia. Memorabilia can sometimes equal clutter. How do you work through with your clients when maybe you've gone through the first pass and we put it in the maybe pile and now it's time to come back to the maybe pile and have them make those decisions for themselves? And we know that it needs to be their decision, but what are some of the things that work for you to have those conversations and to help them be proactive on making a change? Well, I've had quite a few clients whose spouses have passed away or even had children pass away. I've had so many different circumstances. And that's definitely a different type of client because first of all, my heart breaks for those people. And my job is not to go in and just say, okay, let's get rid of all their stuff. So you really have to start small, but start somewhere. That is my big thing. And so we'll start somewhere else first and then let them see how happy the change has made them and how great it is to walk in their house and see that kitchen or that bathroom or that bedroom be a place of peace and calm. Then eventually we tackle the sentimental clutter. I never start with sentimental clutter because you have to have a relationship in order to tackle that type of clutter. And we always get to it. It always happens. But to tackle sentimental clutter, you have to really build a relationship Take the time, meaning it can't happen in three hours. You have to have time to go through sentimental clutter because it's not my stuff. It's not my child's or my husband's. So I have to really take the time and explain to them that this is going to take time. And once we're all on the same page and we're all on board, you know, it's sitting on the floor, it's being real, and it just goes so smoothly for me all the time because I think they understand that I'm real, that I'm not just trying to run in, do a job and leave. I mean, I care so deeply about my clients and I think they know that. I feel like there's probably, even with you here on the podcast, like you have this air of confidence and you've said it a couple times that like, you know, you get it done. <laughs> you focus on the client, you have the experience, you have the education, you continue to educate yourself. So listeners, it sounds like a big part of this recipe of really helping our clients is you building up your own self-esteem and your own confidence so that the clients can really lean on you to be their guiding light. Would you say that's true, Christine? Absolutely. I am known as the local purge professional, the moving therapist. I have a list of names people call me. And you're right. They are leaning on you to help them through the difficult period in their life that they're going through. And it just takes patience and time. But when you're done, they are so appreciative. They are so much happier. And it is life-changing for them. I want to ask you before I get to my final questions, 
I hope you're okay with talking about this. And obviously, we'll keep exact numbers out of it. But you've mentioned patience and time, and it takes time. And sometimes in our clients' minds, all they can see is the dollar signs. Well, if I have to purchase this many, you know, packages, or how, how many hours is this going to take? When when money is a concern, but you know their mental well being is at stake. How do you have those conversations, and how can you help our listeners navigate those conversations? Well, the first thing I always say to other organizers, because people instant message me and everything about how did you become an organizer, is you have to set your price realistically for the city that you live in. And so I think that's one thing. The second thing is you can't minimize the emotional task this is for both parties because there have been times when I'll come home at the end of the day and be emotionally exhausted because it can be sad. There are so many emotions that run through when you're an organizer. So you do need to not shortchange yourself because it's hard work and people think it's this glamorous job and it's so easy and you go in and make it and it's really if you're doing your job it's physically tough, it's emotionally tough. So I say, you know, be upfront with them, but what they think will take me six to 10 hours takes me three. And I let them know that upfront. I have gotten to the point where I am dead on almost every single time because I am honest. I'm saying if you take one thing and we start to talk about it for three hours, then it's not economically good for you. It's good for me, but it's not good for you. And that's what I care about. And when you're honest with them, I go, I keep going back to honesty. They appreciate it. They appreciate that you're not just telling them what they want to hear. And so I think the biggest thing with a client organizer relationship is to be honest up front. And when you have experience, you know how long a certain job will take you. You've been there, done that a million times before. This is not a new thing. And so that's why I also harp on experience because you know how long a certain job will take you. Yes, you'll have little bumps in the road. It won't go perfectly, but it's, they don't mind the little bump in the road once they start driving there. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. No, I do. Christine, anything that we haven't touched on that you think is imperative for fellow organizers, fellow future organizers know about how important our work is to our clients' self-esteem and their everyday well-being? I think you need to look at organizing when it comes to self-esteem, how it's affecting everything in their life, their relationships with their husbands, with their children. So I like to be there when the client's kids are home or the husband's home to see how they interact. And most of the time, it's uncomfortable. And then after we're done, everybody's happy and joyous. And boy, I wish we would have done this years ago. And so I think getting to know everybody in the relationship, if possible, and knowing that just because someone is going through a bad time doesn't mean self-esteem wise, they can't get out of it. Because I think sometimes organizers may walk into a house and go, oh my God, this is, but really if you see what got them there, 
and you really look at and get the information from them, well, how did you get to this point? You know, was there a certain event or inevitably there always is. And then you start talking about the event. So you get to know them in that way. Like, oh, how long ago was this? You know, I just feel like communication is key. I couldn't agree more. Okay, if our listeners are maybe at their desk right now or they're in their bathroom or and they have a sticky note in front of them, what two things would you have them write down and stick up on their wall as ways to make change in their business this week for the better? I think don't minimize the job that you do in your own mind. Make sure that you are taking time out emotionally for yourself when you're doing this job to give you the confidence back so you're not exhausted and really have an open mind to what people are going through because what they're going through, you may not have ever gone through. So it's going to take some really looking into what that person, if that were you, going through in their life and how to make the changes that you would want to see in yourself in them. And I really think, honestly, honesty, being upfront and honest with them from day one. Uh, Christine, where can our listeners find out more about you and stay connected with you? I have a website, neatlydesigned.com. I'm on Instagram at Neatly Designed. I also have a YouTube channel at Neatly Designed. So I'm everywhere. I'm also on Facebook at Neatly Designed. So look at me anywhere. I do videos to help all my fellow organizers out as well. So stay tuned. Amazing. Christine, thank you so much for your time. Listeners, it sounds like the big takeaway from this episode today is yes, clutter affects our clients' self-esteem and confidence, but it's like we have to take care of ourselves too. We have to be prepared emotionally, physically, mentally, and with our education to help our clients so they can lean on us and we can take them on that path towards a better lifestyle, a healthier lifestyle, a happier lifestyle. I'm Sarah Karakan. That wraps up this episode of Standout. Thanks so much for being here with me and learning with me. If you like our podcast and you're able to walk away with inspiration, please leave us a review. Hit that subscribe button. That way, every time an episode comes out, you are notified. And of course, if you think any of these episodes are valuable, please feel free to share this with your colleagues, your team, or whoever else might benefit. I look forward to hanging out with you next time. I'll talk to you then. That's all for today's episode of Stand Out, brought to you by NAPO, the National Association of Productivity and Organizing Professionals. Be sure to visit napo.net to join, learn more about our educational offerings, local chapters, and more.